Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we will be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where the reluctancy comes in. Uh, We're going to be talking about Harry Potter, which is, as you all know, a story that I love to death. And Scott, uh, maybe he falls a little short of that. Scott, where are we we starting off today, bud? Today, uh, yes, uh, last time we left off at the end of Chapter 11, so we will be jumping into Chapter 12 here of the first book, Harry Potter, and the Sorcerer's Stone, of course. Uh, they, they, They really get into the whole sorcerer's stone aspect of this book in in these chapters here and we'll be going through the end of the book and i i got a lot of notes i got a lot to get to here so are you are you ready to just jump right in zach let's jump right let's in. jump right the fuck in all right chapter 12 the so there where we left off you know they they had heard hagrid had accidentally mentioned nicholas flamel to them uh, they of course, in true Hagrid in fashion. true Hagrid fashion exactly. He puts his foot in his mouth. I feel like he's always saying, oh, "I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that." Uh, all the time. It's a good Haggard voice. Yeah, I love thank it. You. And so they are looking through the library for who Flamel is, despite Hagrid, of course, telling them, "Hey, it's not your business, dipshits. Leave it alone." Um, Harry and Ron. So, so they're looking through the library. They can't find anything. Harry and Ron spend the holidays sitting by the fire, toasting food, and brainstorming ways to get Malfoy expelled, which seems like a pretty good time. I thought that was amusing. I was like, that's a good way to spend a holiday. (laughs) Just sitting by the fire, eating food, and talking about, let's get rid of this dipshit. Um... Oh, they Isn't play that when they introduce uh, wizard's chest. Yes, that's uh, my next note here. They they play wizard's chest, and my note just says Harry is such an idiot. Not even his chess pieces listen to him. They make a big <laughs> deal about like Harry's chess pieces being like, nah, fuck that move. Don't do that. No, I kill this guy. Go over here. Do this. I thought that was pretty amusing. It's real good. Harry gets an invisibility cloak that apparently was his dad's for Christmas. There is there's there's no name in the package. I think it just says something to the effect of your father had me hold on to this for you. Uh, here it is. I I think you need it. I, I had it in my possession when he died. Right. Something like yeah. Uh no name on the gift, but I'm pretty sure it's a good old Dumble. Uh, uh he also gets gifts uh from uh Mrs. Weasley, very sweet woman. That Mrs. Weasley, she makes him a, a Weasley sweater. Molly is the best. She, she seems like a very nice lady. Uh, Ron hates maroon. He gets a maroon sweater and says he hates maroon. Isn't that the Gryffindor color is maroon? It's it's scarlet. Oh, I'm sorry. My mistake. I was way off. <laughs> That's you were off. Just Ron. It's different. Okay, the next... Uh, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Is the Lannister crest maroon? Shut the fuck up. I hate you. Uh, yeah, okay, exactly. It is fucking different, you ass fuck. Of course, obviously, there's a difference in the colors, but maroon isn't that far off. I feel like when I've seen the pictures, it's like, it looks pretty maroon. I don't know. Scarlet seems questionable. So, Fred and George continue to just, 
every time they're in the book, I'm just like, God, these guys are great. They're hilarious. It is amazing. They, they're the best. Yeah, they have sweaters, one with a G and one with an F on them. And one of them says, quote, or something. So uh, hold on before the quote, something to the effect of like, I don't know why she did this quote. We know our names are Gred and Forge, which is <laughs> real good. I got a good <laughs> kick out of that. Gred and Forge. Uh, oh, man. They are the they're best. They're so dude. funny. I laughed at that real good. Um, oh, my next note here in all caps with many exclamation points McGonagall and Hagrid getting sauced at the Christmas party. <laughs> yes. They, he makes specific mention that. They are just drunk as shit, and like Hagrid kisses McGonagall, and she oh doesn't not like it. She kind of <laughs> just giggles about it, apparently. So, you know, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that. Exactly, <laughs> stuff going down at that Christmas party. Methinks, you know, just people getting a little sauced. Things happen. McGonagall and Hagrid. I don't know. Um, I I got a big kick out of that. That was great. When they're when they're talking about the uh, the letters on their chests for the sweaters, uh-huh. uh, and Percy has his with the P, and they're yes. like P for prefect. P for prefect. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes, they do say that too, which is also pretty good. They're always making fun of him, and for being and a they prefect. force it over him. By the way, he's like, I don't yeah. wanna, and yeah. they're just like forcing it on and him. Percy <laughs> and so Ron e- equally suck. They hate their Christmas gifts, while Fred and yeah. George and Harry. Are like no, she spent a lot of time on these. These are great. Um, so Harry takes out the invisibility cloak for a spin, just just a test run, you know. Finds the mirror and he sees his family in it. Um, yeah, he, this is some deep stuff. Yeah, this is good. The the next night he takes Ron to see it, but Ron's selfish ass only shows good stuff for him. Uh, <laughs> it's like oh, I'm winning the Quidditch Cup and I'm head boy and I'm I'm the best because Ron's a selfish asshole. I think Ron hates his family. What a dick is what I have here because it specifically says that he's alone in the mirror. No. He sees no, himself listen, alone. This leans into the story or leans into Ron's um he he is borderline like mentally fucked up about the fact that he's just constantly overshadowed and poor and he just wants to experience success and be the center of attention for one sure it's yeah it's obvious that he does feel overshadowed um by his brother's by accomplishments. everybody i mean by hermione in school by sure. harry in popularity by his brothers in success and popularity i mean by everybody else in their uh financial situation he is he feels like the bottom of the barrel. Yes, but then, I mean, there's plenty of stuff where it's like, oh, he's he's upset about the food his mom makes him and the sweater his mom makes him. He's just a dick. Uh, you just, you never realize how good you have it until, you know, until you don't have it. And so, he, he yes, I, I do, by the way, I am not a, a Ron apologist. Yeah, like he's my least here. favorite of the trio. Yeah, man, he... He's not high on my list. I don't really care for Ron too much. Sure. But I do think that's a legitimate thing. No, and that's you know. fine. I understand that that's his character. I just, I don't like it. I don't like Ron. Fine. Fine. Uh, anyway, what I was saying was, I, I think Ron hates his family. Uh, they all seem delightful except Percy. Uh, 
of course. <laughs> yeah, fuck Percy. And you haven't met, uh, I think it's uh, Aunt Muriel yet. But, Muriel? Uh, yeah, you haven't met her yet, but... She, that's not the youngest one's name. The no, girl. Aunt Muriel. Oh, Aunt Muriel. No, I have not. She fucking sucks. Maybe the P doesn't stand for prefect. Maybe it stands for prick, because Percy seems like Pratt. a Pratt, come on, dude. This is a European book. Pratt, not prick. Wait, did they say Pratt? Yeah, you fucking Pratt. I've never heard that once in my life, and I've heard what? more British slang. I think he just made that up. Uh Oh, so uh, Harry meets uh, Dumble in the mirror room. He keeps going back because he wants to see his family, which is totally legit. I understand that. Like, you know. Uh, and uh, Dumbledore says he doesn't need a cloak to become invisible, so that's pretty baller. Uh, fucking flex Dumbledore. Yeah, that's he's just flex like that shit. Harry's like, oh, I didn't see you, man. And Dumbledore just kind of smiles and is like, yeah, I don't need a cloak to become invisible. It's just like, damn, dude. dude. Uh, <laughs> Dumbledore warns Harry not to waste too much time staring into the mirror, and also I'm gonna move it anyway, so you can't, you won't know where it is. So I guess that's kind of moot. Um, Harry asks Dumble what he sees when he looks into the mirror. And yep. Dumbledore tells him a nice pair of wool socks. You can never yes. have enough good pairs of socks. That I think he says something about like I always want them for Christmas, but everyone gets me. What does he say? Everyone gets him books. I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. Which is kind of funny. A good little little insight into Dumbledore's character and a joke. Harry doesn't think he's telling the truth, which I also. I mean, it's a, it's a good little kind of fun moments with with double and harry but yeah can, can i can i cut in here real sure, quick absolutely um <laughs> dumbledore is the inventor of the classic hey do you mind if i ask you a question oh uh, you just did yes oh my because god that happens harry says sir professor professor dumbledore can i ask you something and dumbledore says Obviously, you've just done so. Yeah, that's just kind of a dick. Just say yes, double. I know. Unnecessary. He's so fucking moot. It's kind of funny though. I do. It's this kind of Dumbledore that I like, not the. No, no, it's fine. He'll totally be cool with the Dursleys. No, it's fine. Trust yeah. me. Anyway. Well, I mean, and then he can. He's like the whole. The whole quote is obviously you've just done so. Dumbledore smiled. You may ask me one more thing, however. Like he, you know, he he's encouraging, but he's like, I don't know. He he's being trivial. He's being a fucking yeah. dick. I love yeah. it. It's it's pretty good. Uh, so that's that's chapter twelve. Chapter thirteen. Malfoy tells I, I don't even remember what this is related to, but I just have a note. Malfoy tells Neville he's not brave enough to be in Gryffindor, and I agree. He sucks. <laughs> yes. Uh, they find out who Flamel is on the back of the wizard's cards. Uh, it says right there on Dumbledore's, his partner, Nicholas Flamel. Uh, for someone who collects them, who makes a big deal about collecting them, I feel like Ron should have known that. I feel like Ron should have seen that before and remembered. Okay, okay maybe, yes. Uh, but also consider this. You collected Pokemon cards, right? No, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And that was actually the exact analogy I was going to use. If someone asked me what Monster Reborn was, I wouldn't be like, well, I don't know. I just collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards. (laughs) 
Right, but there's hundreds of famous Witcher wizards, and it's like he's the most common one. You don't spend time looking at that. It's like, oh, I already got one of those. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Ron made an awful... I, the analogy I was going to make is like, I couldn't tell you what the fuck an energy card says in the description on in Pokemon. Yeah, that's because Pokemon, the trading card game, was dumb. Fucking Yu-Gi-Oh all the way, baby. Uh, yeah, if you asked me what, like... I suppose, like, if it was just one that didn't... If it was, like, a monster card that didn't have an effect, like, what the flavor text for the Dark Magician is, I couldn't tell you exactly, but... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. So, Flamel is an alchemist, and he has the Philosopher's... Sorry, the Sorcerer's Stone, which makes you immortal. He's probably friends with Ed and Al. Yes. Yeah, see what I did there. I was, I'm so glad you brought yes. that in. The, I was like, okay, alchemist, philosopher's stone. I mean, sorry, sorcerer's stone. Where's Edward and Alphonse? They need have, that. Have we talked about why the name was changed? The name? The, the name. Uh, going from the British version to American oh, was release. It, like, was it the philosopher's stone at one point? It was. Oh, no, I just made that joke because they call it a philosopher's stone in... Full Metal Alchemist. No, yeah. So, so the British version is called the Philosopher's Stone. And listen to this: um, J.K. Rowling's publisher. Uh, keep in mind, the first book uh, had not experienced any success before it had been released. Obviously, mm-hmm. so they were like, "Hey, if we're going to be releasing this thing in America, Americans basically are dumb and won't read a <laughs> book that says that the title Philosophy? is Philosopher's Stone." <laughs> Straight up. So so we have to make this more apparent that this is about witches and wizards sure. and like fun like fantasy shit. So they changed it to Sorcerer's Stone. That is the actual reason. Sorcerer's Stone is a better name. I'm just going to say. Uh, I like alliteration. Anytime you can use alliteration, go for it. Philosopher's Stone is cool because I think I th- that's more of a an actual thing in mythology i'm pretty sure you know i don't think full right it is i don't think full metal alchemist or what's her what's her face invented that i could be wrong but i don't think yeah no 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 definitely not philosopher philosopher's stone has been a myth for right uh jesus i don't even know where it started yeah a long time but uh, i yeah i i think sorcerer stone is a better name big fan of alliteration Oh my god, you must be a huge fan of literally every fucking name in this entire story. Listen, you know I love the names. <laughs> We've talked about this. Uh, next note I have here, Snape is refereeing the next Quidditch game, which is irrelevant because Harry wins it in less than five minutes. Hufflepuff sucks at everything. They were playing Hufflepuff, and it's like the fastest Quidditch match in history and they were so sure, they, like, they were freaking out for, like, most of this chapter about Snape refereeing this game. And right. it's over instantly. Hufflepuff is trash. Trash tier, Hufflepuff. So, uh, oh, so, so I, I see, I was very confused. This, my next note led directly from my previous note. So I have Hufflepuff sucks almost as much in Ron and Neville who get baited into a fight with Malfoy because they're idiots. Yeah. Uh, Harry. Okay, so skipping a little bit. Harry sees Snape and Quirrell in the forest talking about the Sorcerer's Stone and how mm-hmm. to get past the Cerberus. He also hears mentions that there are more traps or enchantments guarding it. 
Um, so big intrigue there. Um, next chapter, chapter 14. <laughs> so they're talking to Hagrid in the library and they just start blurting out everything they know about the Sorcerer's Stone and all these enchantments. And Hagrid's like, yo, shut up. You're just blurting this all out. No one is supposed to know about this. You guys are idiots. Um, then it turns out Hagrid, this, okay. <sighs> this chapter was maybe my least favorite chapter in the entire book. I did not give a shit about any of this Dragon's Egg nonsense. This felt like, and we'll get more into it later, but it's like, this felt like such just a, a ridiculous, it's, it's, not, it's not great. No, I, it's I just like an absurd device to get them in trouble. And it was just so, I felt like poorly handled and I was just, I did not give a shit about any of this. So I'll kind of run through this. Hagrid's got a dragon's egg. He's trying to hatch. <laughs> Hermione does make the excellent point that he lives in a wooden house. She's like, Hermione's like, you want a dragon? You live in a wood house. This, that bitch is going to burn this thing down. <laughs> Which yeah. is pretty good. Hagrid is not. Um, he doesn't. He's not the brightest. No, he doesn't really <laughs> think ahead about these things. Uh, the dragon hatches, but Malfoy sees it and is going to get them in big trouble. Ugh, ugh I don't care about any of this. They. See, <laughs> my next note just starts. They seem to be wasting a lot of time with this damn dragon. Uh, Ron's hand gets bitten, which is kind of funny because Ron sucks. Um, also, also at one point, I think Hagrid's, they, the dragon bites Hagrid's foot and you, it's unclear whether he's crying because it bites his foot or he's crying because he has to get rid of the dragon. It's, it's kind of a funny little gag. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hagrid keeps mentioning Brandy every time he talks about feeding the dragon, Apparently, this baby drag is an alcoholic. I, I don't know why. It's just like brandy is the thing you feed a baby dragon. That's because Hagrid is an alcoholic. <laughs> it could be because Hagrid is. This He's just getting this baby dragon sauced all the time. Um, they Anyway, it's just the, the colossal idiots get rid of the dragon, but they leave the fucking invisibility cloak at the top of the tower. This priceless gift from Harry's father that they use to sneak around and they're just like, uh, we're just going to leave it up top here. And they go to the bottom of the tower and get caught by Filch. Um, real dumb. This, this yep. chapter was real rough for me. Um, so that's, that takes us into chapter 15. Uh, McGonagall is really brutal on her own house. Um, she takes 150 points, which I don't know. Cause they haven't really talked about total points, but that seems like a lot. Uh, from Gryffindor, which puts them in last for the still lamely named House Cup. Um, and they're also going to get detention. Yeah, man, she's got to set an example. She does. You know, she, they're young, and she's the leader of the house, yeah. and it's like, hey, man, you can't be doing she that doesn't, shit. She doesn't fuck around. Good good for her. She doesn't pull punches. She, she is a badass. I, I think I've told you this already, but McGonagall is in my top top favorite characters of all time in this series i love her to to death yeah yeah she she's she's pretty good although i do have some beef with her later but we'll get to that okay uh harry swears not to meddle with things that aren't his concern anymore i'm sure he does kind of hold to it a little bit 
for for a moment like I can't remember what the situation was but they were like ah Ron and Hermione were like we got to do something about this and he was like no it's not our concern we're not gonna meddle with stuff anymore so he he kind of holds to it a little bit but I'm obviously I'm sure it's not going to last and it doesn't spoiler alert uh <laughs> this is when this is when they're they're asking Harry what what we should do and Harry says something to the extent of like we just need to go to Dumbledore like we need to stop fucking with this stuff and like just go to him that's what we should have done in the first place right no I think that comes much later maybe he does say no because they say they they decide they can't go to Dumbledore because they don't have any evidence they're like it's just our word against Snape's we don't have anything to back this up. Right, we just gotta right, forget okay. it, I, I believe. Um, Either way. So, yeah, so... <laughs> this, this, this doesn't make any sense. This chapter started a little rough, but I'll get into this later. I actually did really like this chapter. So, for their oh, detention, they, they have to go into the forest... Where they're already, that's already out of bounds. They're not supposed to go there. But they're supposed to go with Hagrid, who's someone they love. This seems like a phenomenal punishment. Like, <laughs> it's like, hey, don't go into the forest unless you're being punished. Then we're going to make you go in there. Also, go with Hagrid. We know you love him. You're punished. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? That's the worst punishment of all time. Um, so. Hey, uh, hold on. I need to show you this. Okay. Um, I wanted to. I had, I had this saved. Uh, to our listeners at home, look up a picture of the artwork done for Minerva McGonagall in the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone illustrated edition. You just have to flex every single fucking episode that I have all the illustrated editions. No, of listen. These books. He, she reminds me of. Um, you're gonna love this. She reminds me a lot of uh, Tywin in this illustration of her. Wait, Tywin's Tywin's a man. Oh, I know. Look, (laughs) hold on. She just looks like a fucking badass, and that uh, a pen and a fucking piece of parchment is probably her weapon of choice. Okay. I mean, she's got a little bit of like uh, the the Queen of Thorns going on. Oh, I could see that. Maybe maybe like a mix of uh, of Elena and Tywin. Yeah, I could see both badasses. Um, Yes. Yeah, I love how you just... Anyway, just wanted to share that with yeah, you. you just, this Illustrated Edition is beautiful. The artwork is great, so... Just keep plugging that Illustrated Edition. I'm not I'm trying sure. to flex. I'm just trying to impress you. Do you have... <laughs> yeah, there it is. Do you get, like... Do you have some sort of small stake and, like, you get, like, 20 cents for every copy that's of that that's sold from now on? Is that Fuck, man. I wish. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's why you keep plugging it. Yes. Everybody, go buy that. Yeah. Use code. <laughs> use, use my uh, promo code. We we are not gonna. We don't wanna. What's the name of this podcast? <laughs> WDW. Anyway, use code WD forty. Exactly. <laughs> so, hey guys, it's time for the obligatory self promotion intermission. If you're enjoying what you're listening to. It would mean the world to both Scott and I if you could leave us a five-star review or rating on whatever podcast listening app that you're using. See, it's actually kind of insane how much a five-star review or rating propels a new young podcast like this. So we really mean it when we say that we appreciate the support. 
Also, if you'd like to stay a little bit more up to date on our release schedule or really anything that we have going on, check us out on Twitter. Twitter handle is at we don't want a pod. And now back to the podcast. So they're in this spooky forest trying to find a hurt unicorn. Obviously, night is the best time to find things. I don't know why they're doing this at night. That seems ill-advised. Also, they immediately split up because that's the first thing everyone does in like a horror movie. Ugh. Yep. Why do they do that? Anyway. Um, <laughs> my next note is just quotes here. This is Ronan. He's a centaur. <laughs> which <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hagrid says that, which is real funny. Love Hagrid. Yep. Uh, they meet, yeah, they meet uh, a couple centaurs. Um, bro, these, we got to talk about these centaurs. These centaurs are stoned as fuck. <laughs> Hagrid keeps asking them simple <laughs> questions and they won't answer anything. They're all just like, oh, look at the stars, bro. The stars are so bright. Mars, bro. You can see Mars. It's so bright tonight. And Hagrid's just like <laughs> grumbling about him. Like later, he's like, ruddy stargazers or something like that. It's like, all they care about is the stars. I think these centaurs are just high, high as a kite, baby. I'm into these centaurs. I'm into these centaurs. Maybe there's a eucalyptus in the forbidden forest. I don't, there's something. They're on mushrooms. Like, they, maybe they got some good shrooms in, in that maybe. forbidden forest. The, I'm, I am big into these centaurs, by the way. Uh, but yeah, all they keep talking about is how Mars is so bright tonight. It's a little creepy. They're a little weird. Uh, but I'm into this. I, I am very into what's happening now. Um, so they switch groups at some point because I think Malfoy plays a trick on Neville, which is pretty funny. Um, so Harry is now with Fang and Malfoy. Oh, I think Hagrid ha- had a funny joke about he called Fang a bloody coward at some point, which is pretty funny. Yeah, they're they're splitting up, and he's like, "All right, I've got uh, Neville and Ron." Right? What, the first like, time or the ha- second time? Ha- Hagrid has Neville and Ron. Mm. And Hermione. No, the first groups are Fang, Neville, and Malfoy, and then Hagrid, Hermione, and Harry. Yeah, Malfoy is like, oh, I want Fang. And Hagrid's like, right. suit yourself, he's a fucking coward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they split up again, and it's Hermione, Hagrid, and Neville... And then Harry, Fang, and uh, Malfoy. So yeah, Harry, Harry, Fang, and Malfoy are together now, and they find the dead unicorn. Um, and there is a hooded figure that they they describe it that crawls across the ground like a beast, like on all fours, and just starts drinking this unicorn's blood. Uh, this is really creepy and weird, and I'm I'm into it. I'm I'm very into this chapter at this point. Um, the hooded figure like charges at Harry, but another centaur comes in and saves Harry. His scar is like hurting real bad when this thing looks at him and comes at him. Um, and okay, there's there's a lot that goes on here that I want to touch on. I'm I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up the ebook because there's a lot I want to get right um, specifically, like things that are said here. 
so this uh the name of the centaur that saves him is uh Se- Se- no forense right is that how you say it forense uh Friends? yes yeah forens they say it forens in the movies um i think it is probably forense okay so yeah so forens knows who he is he's like you're the potter boy uh but this forest is not safe hop on my back let's go because he's a centaur have i mentioned that (laughs) um (laughs) so then the other two centaurs that they met earlier ronin and bane come busting out and bane is like oh friends what are you doing you have a human on your back have you no shame are you a common mule that's my bane voice by the way uh <laughs> and uh because i can't i yeah. have to read it in uh the batman bane voice and friends friends is like yo you realize who this is this is the potter kid the we got to get him out of this forest and bane's like what have you been telling him and he's basically like yo okay so yeah this is some weird shit and i'm very interested into this he tells him we are sworn not to set ourselves against the heavens have we not read what is to come in the movement of the planets yes yes and and the other one's just like oh i'm sure the other one seems like a real bitch ronin even though he has the coolest name probably he's like oh i'm sure he was thought he was just acting for the best and Bane is like pissed off. He's no, like, guys, come on, guys. No, come on, guys. He was just doing what he thought was best. Bane's pissed <laughs> off. Um, he says, Centaurs are not concerned. Or what is that to do with us? Centaurs are concerned with what has been foretold. It is not our business to run around like donkeys after stray humans in our forest. And Ferenz gets pissed at this. And he's like, You see that fucking dead unicorn? Do you not understand what's happening here? Or he says, quote, or have the planets not let you in on that secret. That's a good line. Just like Ferenz is laying into Bane here. Uh, He says, I set myself against what is lurking in this forest. Yes, with humans alongside me if I must. Uh, Ferenz is a baller. I like like him a lot. Yeah, man. The the centaurs are, they're very um, unbelievably proud uh, species. Sure. I mean, they are really like him letting Harry up on his back is a big deal. Oh man! I mean, it, it's it's almost like the equivalent of like, it, it, picture it being like had Mance Raider actually kneeled when Stannis sure. told him to kneel. I mean, it would have been. It's like that. Right. Like you don't do that. It's a very you know? right it's taboo for them, like as a species. I'm sure. Yes, uh, and they have a lot of secrets in. I don't want to say fortune telling, but just reading the stars. Well, um, so so Hermione mentions fortune telling here later. We'll, we'll get oh, to right, that. Oh right, right, and they get they get offended by that, don't they? Um, no, she doesn't actually say it to them. So, so yeah, so friends busts out of there with Harry. Um. Yeah, we'll kind of finish this up. Then, then I want to talk about this more. Um. So, so yeah. So Harry's like, "Yo, why is why is he so angry? What's going on? What was that thing you saved me from? All that stuff." And you know, Ferenz basically tells him, 
He's like, hey, do you know what unicorn blood is used for? And Harry's like, no. And he tells him that uh, the blood of the unicorn will keep you alive, even if you are an inch from death, but at a terrible price. You have slain something pure and defenseless to save yourself, and you have a half-life, a cursed life from then on. And he's like, well, who would be that desperate? And Friends is like, so, can you think of no one? Right. Can you think of no one that, that, that would need to stay alive long enough for something else, something with the power that will bring you back to full strength? And then he says, do you know what is hidden at the school at, the school at this very moment? How does everyone know that the Sorcerer's Stone is hidden in the school right now? Friends fucking knows. He's like, yo, hey, do you know there's something hidden in the school right now? Sorcerer's Stone? Have you heard about this? Do you know about this? Have you heard about this? How does everyone know about this? Anyway. Hold on. I think it's just the centaurs because... Did they see it in the stars? They just, they just know shit, man. Yeah. It's the shrooms. Um, It's the shrooms, exactly. So Harry's like, oh shit, yeah, the Sorcerer's Stone, the Elixir of Life. Oh shit, yeah. Oh shit, yeah, bro. <laughs> um. So yeah, so Harry's like, oh shit, do you mean to tell me that that hooded figure, that was Voldy? Um... And, uh, so they get back to the others and Firenze, you know, drops Harry off and he tells him, he says the planets have been read wrong before and that he hopes they have again. So Harry thinks that the stars said that Voldy was supposed to kill Harry that night in the forest, but Firenze interfered. And that's why the other centaurs, well, Bane specifically were like mad at him because you're like you're not supposed to interfere with I'm assuming you're not supposed to interfere with what's foretold by the stars in the centaur culture or whatever um so so yeah then so then they get back to the school and Hermione says that Voldy is still afraid of Dumble and that he won't touch him while Dumble is around I'm not so sure I buy that also, then she says, so So Harry mentioned something to the effect of like, oh, they so were talking about things they saw in the stars. And Hermione says, she said, that sounds a lot like fortune telling, which McGonagall says is an imprecise form of magic, which I find interesting that they, they kind of call that out. It's like, oh, yeah, fortune telling exists, but it's not reliable, I guess, according to McGonagall, according to Hermione. Yeah, so something you need to know about McGonagall, and you'll see this theme pop up uh, in later books. Uh, this actually takes kind of a little bit more of a, not center stage, but maybe center left <laughs> stage. Um, and the thing about McGonagall, and equally the theme about Hermione is that they are so wrapped up in the um, specifics about uh, knowledge and magic, uh, what is hard evidence, what is text, what is what is real, okay. right? Sure. And and because the art of uh, you know fortune telling, for lack of a better term. Um, it's just not precise. It's not. It, you can't just read a book and learn it. Sure, uh, it's something and, you have. It's it has to be like experienced, and it's more of a natural thing. It can't just be academically acquired. Correct. Um, 
and, and and I think it's more I mean and you can still academically learn the art of you know of some of these practices but it's it is still leaving some there's room for error sure you know sure in reading tea leaves and that that kind of shit you know reading smoke signs and sure so whatever. so is McGonagall are you saying then McGonagall is basically like Hermione's line of thinking like she's the academic basically correct okay. they they're both extremely like factual sure and uh just very precise right. people gotcha uh, so yeah so they they don't buy into it much and uh it, it's actually interesting i don't know if maybe um jk rowling thought this early on uh and maybe disregarded it but like it's interesting to me that that hermione is the one that brings up fortune telling mm-hmm. Uh, because we will later see, um, I don't think that this would fall under the realm of like spoilers, but, uh, we'll later see that Hermione just doesn't buy that kind of shit mm. as, as you know, the, the same with, with McGonagall. Cool. Um, it's just not, not their brand of magic, gotcha. if you will. Okay. That's interesting. Um, last note real quick here I have for this chapter is his invisibility cloak is back. He goes back to his room and his invisibility cloak is back and there's a note on it that just says, that says just in case. Um, again, I think yeah. that's probably from Dumble. Uh, this was the best chapter in the book by a mile, in my opinion. Uh, there was a lot of just the Forbidden Forest yes, chapter. Interesting, yeah, weird, creepy. A lot of like just kind of mysterious stuff going on with the stoned centaurs. Um, and I just I want to know more about the centaurs, man. Like their kind of society, their their way of doing things seems interesting. And like I said, just the way it was written, it was like very intense and like very like like creepy and weird in parts. Yeah. And I was I was super into it. I was like I said the the chapter before that with the dragon. I was so I was just like, ugh, this is. Yes. Awful. So I'm glad that it's a side quest. The the, the dragon yeah. chapter is a side quest oh, chapter it was bad. for sure. So I'm glad we came back strong with this chapter here. Uh, so yeah, enjoyed that immensely. Chapter 16. I don't through think, the trap door. Yeah, I don't think. Oh yeah, okay. I was about to say I don't think a lot happens here, but the, it does. Uh, it just happens later. <laughs> yeah, uh, early early in the chapter is just like exams and dumb school shit. So. So they get through the exams. <laughs> what what it seems to be weeks, weeks later, only for Harry to then realize that Hagrid must have gotten the dragon's egg, you know, the whole dragon's egg side quest, from someone who wanted to know how to get past the Cerberus. And several leaps of logic later, they find out that music puts the Cerberus to sleep. This timeline makes no sense. If... This person found out how to get past the Cerberus. It has to be weeks ago at this point because that's where Hagrid got the egg and it then had to hatch and grow into the big dragon and then they had to get rid of the dragon and then this Forbidden Forest shit happened. Why is this person just now going to this trapdoor? I think it's a matter of about a week. It can't be because the, I, I'm almost positive they say specifically like the weeks were passing and this dragon was getting bigger. The timeline mm. doesn't add up, man. 
timeline doesn't add up. It's magic. It's, thank you. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> so, so Dumble is gone for the night. So they're absolutely convenient. Yeah, very convenient. So they're sure, obviously, that it's going to be stolen tonight. They go to McGonagall and oh, pause. What? That's why they couldn't act while Dumbledore was there. That's it. Yeah, but uh, no, because Dumbledore just just happened to leave. He left because they told him to leave, which he could have done at any time. He sent, like, the fake owl or whatever. It's still magic. Still magic, right? (laughs) McGonagall is like, how the fuck do you know about the Sorcerer's Stone? And I'm like, girl, I have something to tell you. Everyone knows about the fucking Sorcerer's Stone. Go talk to the centaurs. (laughs) They'll tell you all about it. Uh, McGonagall, here's my beef with McGonagall. McGonagall tells them there's no way that it could possibly be stolen. It's impossible. Seems real hand wavy and foolish for someone who had seemed real sensible up until now. And she's just like, no, what do you think? Dumbledore's an idiot. He's not going to let it get stolen. It's totally fine. It's fine. Get the fuck out of here or I'll subtract a billion points from your team. It just seems like she's really not given this any real thought whatsoever. And it's just like, "Mm, come on. So again, I I have to reiterate which, by the way, you you are right in, in saying that. I mean, she she definitely is trying to hand wave it, but you gotta also understand, like, she's a very aged and adept witch. Mm-hmm. Like, every teacher with with the defense against the dark arts position mm-hmm. being the only question on this, every professor in this school is is a very powerful witch or witch. Sure, sure, exactly. Uh, I mean, like, like they are, they are like some of the best of the best right. at what they do. Um, McGonagall is, she knows her shit, and she knows that every single, or that there's several, like, I guess, uh, challenges, right? Several defenses being put up by each teacher. Right, and we get to that, yeah. And these are 10, 11-year-old children bringing it to her attention. So she, I, I just... I can see, and also with what I just said about her, how she is very like precise mm-hmm. and like intentional and everything like that. I could see where it would be like, okay, fucking get off of it. You guys don't know what the fuck you're talking sure. about. Like, you don't have the full picture. I do. Go away. But I, okay, and that's fine. Let's let's actually put a pin in that because I want to circle back around as soon as we get to this other stuff because I have a rebuttal to that. But let's get through some of this here. Okay, first. fine. Uh Harry gives uh, a pretty the other two a pretty decent speech about how they have to steal the stone before Snape can, and they can't worry about it being expelled because way more dangerous shit will happen if Voldy gets it. It very much it's a weird connection I made, but it reminded me of Nick Cage in National Treasure being like, oh, "We have to steal the Declaration of Independence in order to protect it." And it was like, we have to steal the stuff. That was a terrible Nick Cage. <laughs> that was incredible. What are you talking about? I don't know why I gave him like a southern accent. I, I, I'm a cat. I'm a cat. I'm a sexy I'm a cat. Sexy cat. Uh, yeah, but I just I made that immediate connection. It's like Nick Cage giving the speech about why they have to steal the That's Declaration good. of Independence. That's in order good. To I'm so it. glad. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoyed that. It's a, it's a pretty decent speech from Harry. Uh Neville actually tries to do something for once and stands up to them leaving the tower, but Hermione Hermione just immediately fucks his shit up 
that dipshit can't do jack. She's just like yeah. spell Loki Osa or whatever the fuck she does, and he's he's fucked up. Um, it's Petrificus Totalis. Sorry, how dare I? Petrificus Totalis. So they get to the the trap door. They play the flute for the dog, for the Cerberus. Sorry, they land on a plant after jumping down. Idiots Harry and Ron don't realize the plant is like wrapping them up in its in its roots, but Hermione instantly does. I don't know how they're just like getting like wrapped up like mummies and somehow don't notice, but Hermione's like instantly like, "Oh shit, I'm out of here." I don't know how these two dopes yeah. even function. Uh, it's because they're fucking idiots, and Hermione <sighs> is the best Pierce. piece of their tree. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That is that goes without saying. Hermione says the plant, this this is actually real good. Hermione says the plants like the cold and the damp. So Harry's like, <laughs> light a fire. <laughs> and she says, quote, yes, of course, but there's no wood. <laughs> it's just real funny. And then this is the best thing Ron's ever done. He like screams, have you gone mad? Are you a witch or not? Yeah. And she's like, oh shit, right, I'm a witch. And she shoots hot fire from her wand or whatever. Uh, yeah. That's pretty funny Definitely. because I think it does give a little insight into Hermione's character in that maybe, you know, she's very academically smart, but yes. the common sense may be a little lacking. Usually she's pretty good with it, though. That's just kind of a funny She She levels part. up incredibly on the common sense factor uh, later. Yeah. But I think I think it's, I think think it's the whole book smart versus common sense thing mm-hmm. is a little heavy-handed in this just sure. to set the tone of, like, who, who they are. Right. You know? But that's just her line of, <laughs> yes, of course, but there's no wood. <laughs> but there's no is, wood. <laughs> is really good. Uh, they have, So they have to catch the keys, the flying keys, and then they play chess. And which is all just not very interesting nonsense. Okay, here's here's what I wanted to circle back around to. If these two dopes plus Hermione can get through this shit, literally anyone could. You talk about and here I have specifically in my notes already written. Let alone a powerful wizard teacher at Hogwarts. So that's my problem here with McGonagall being so. Oh, whatever. No, it's fine. This is protected by super powerful trips and tracks, traps and enchantments. But these fucking dopes have no problem getting through everything. So McGonagall doesn't think an actual very powerful smart wizard teacher can do it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's your rebuttal there, Zach? Just magic? Shall we do the play the just magic cl- clip? Harry is the fucking luckiest oh pe- like sack of shit in the fucking history of the world, so that's how. I mean, luck doesn't really play a part here. I mean, he's kind of a good seeker that helps him get the key, I guess. But I mean, I feel like literally anyone could sh- literally any wizard can shoot fire from their wand that plant seems like the most useless guardian ever uh they just have to fly in a broom and catch the key play wizard's chest and then we get to the, like the potions here and the troll like it, it seems like this is like it's like they were like 
they set up something that first years could get through. And they're like, oh yeah, this will totally keep out dark, powerful wizards. We're fine. It's like, what are you guys doing? Come on. All right, fine. Stop destroying my childhood. I'm sorry. I'll accept it. I'm but sorry. McGonagall. No, that's fair. She fucked that's up. That's fair. McGonagall fucked up is all I'm saying. I still like her, though. Um. Oh, last thing here for this chapter. Snapes is the only clever one. He has, like, the logic puzzle with the potions. And I do find it interesting. Hermione comments on this. She says specifically... Oh, lots, lots of powerful wizards are very smart, but they have no logic at all or something like that. She says something to that effect. So maybe that's what they were counting on was powerful wizards wouldn't be able to figure out Snape's logic right. puzzle. Um, but she figures it out immediately. It's a, hey, let's take a quick second here to, um, I, and, and I understand that if anybody just sits down and like really puts their head towards something like you can probably come up with this, but uh, I want to give JK Rowling some, some credit here to like, to the puzzle that she created. Uh, I think she wrote it really well. Yeah, um, it's cool. I, I enjoy that kind of, you know, word puzzle type of problem where she's, right. you know, kind of process of elimination, figure it out. Um, yeah, it was, it was well done. I enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, so then, Harry tells Hermione to go back and get Ron. Ron got fucked up with the chest, by the way. I don't think I even mentioned that. <laughs> it's because Ron sucks, I don't dude. care at all, basically. Uh, chapter 17, the final chapter. Of course, it's not Snape. It's Quirrell. Surprise, surprise, in the final room. Snape was saving Harry from Quirrell all these times, like during the Quidditch match. It's why he wanted to referee the next match was to help protect him. Um, again, Snape's my guy. I'm riding or dying with, with, uh, with Snape here. Snape sucks. No, dude. dude, You, he's, it's, it's really is specifically only because it's, uh, it's, what's his name? The actor. It's Alan, it's Alan Rickman. Rickman. I ride or die with Alan Rickman, basically. Uh, so the mirror is there and Quirrell tells Harry, oh, Quirrell, Quirrell tells Harry's dad. Harry that his dad and Snape hated each other but that Snape certainly doesn't want Harry dead um Quirrell is kind of he's got Harry like tied up and Harry's like trying to distract him and so Quirrell's telling him a few things here um Harry ends up getting the stone uh, so he hears the voice he can hear like Voldy's voice and Voldy's like use the boy for the mirror um, it's a good Voldemort. I love it. I'm the best. What can I say? So Harry gets the stone from the mirror and he lies about it, but Voldy's immediately like tells Quirrell, like, nah, he's lying. And that he wants to talk to him face to face. And here's the big turban reveal. Uh how the book keep was like, Hey, this turban is important. And here it is. He unwraps the turban and there's Voldy living on the back of this dude's head, uh, just smiling away at Harry, the creepy son of a bitch. Um, so Voldy immediately knows Harry has the stone <laughs> and tries to get him to give it back by being a dick about killing his parents. He's just like, hey, give me that stone. <laughs> I killed your parents. They were real cowards, dick. <laughs> like, You're negotiating tactics, Voldy. I'm not too sure about this. <laughs> I killed your parents. It was real fun. I'm an asshole. Give me that stone. 
Um, it, it doesn't work, of course. Harry's like, no, fuck you. So right. apparently Quirrell gets burned by touching Harry. He, like, grabs Harry at some point and his hands get all fucked up. So then Voldy is just like, kill him, kill him, kill the boy. And so Harry just grabs Quirrell's face to, like, burn the shit out of his face to keep Quirrell from, like, cursing him, um, which is a pretty baller move. Harry's scar is, like, all fucking him up. He can't see. He passes out, and he wakes up in the hospital with old Dumble. Dumble's sitting there just smiling at him. Very end of Return of the King moment here with um, Frodo waking up and... What's his name being there? Uh, That's Gandalf. my least favorite scene uh, in all of <laughs> you Lord love of the that Rings. Scene. <laughs> no, it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. I actually like I have you an talking about the slow video. motion specifically. Yes, Gandalf. he's all. Uh, <laughs> it is a little weird. <laughs> it's a little weird the way it was shot. Still a great trilogy, great movie. It's a little Fuck, weird, dude. I kind of dig it. How weird it is. It's so awful. Um, so Dumble says what happened in the dungeons is a complete secret, so naturally the whole school knows. This school sucks at keeping secrets. Is, they're so I bad. Dumbledore, man. It's so bad. That's a pretty good line from him, but come on, tighten up on your chain of information there, Dumble. Uh, so he's Harry's got all these gifts there, like the chocolates and the stuff. And double comments, a friend George apparently tried to send Harry a toilet seat, which is a solid callback to a gag from earlier in the book when their mom says something about stealing toilet seats. Uh, yep. That's that's pretty funny. Uh, friend George, again, being the best. Um, so Dumble starts, you know, Captain Exposition, uh, Basil Exposition, sorry. Basil Exposition over here starts telling him all this stuff that happened. He got there in time to save Harry. Uh, (laughs) Hold on. We'll circle back around to this. Uh, The stone was destroyed. Uh, Dumble urges Harry to call him Voldy, not he shall not be named, whatever. Why does no one else? Why is it only Dumble and Harry that are willing to call him Voldemort and everyone else is just like, terrified i mean he gives him the line something of this of the sort of like the fear of the name will increase the right. fear of the thing itself um he should be using that line on everyone dumbledore dumbledore is famously the only person that voldemort ever feared uh right you, you know that right yes that's been said yes that's been said a couple times okay so I think it's just like people don't feel powerful enough because they know that Dumbledore uses his full name and they're like, there's no, like Dumbledore's leagues ahead of any, I mean, any witch or wizard. Sure. And they're so just they, like, did no, they we're, just we're like, just not there. Right. They're just like, oh, he can do it because he's Dumbledore, but we're Exactly. Terrified. That's exactly what it okay. is. Um, so Harry has questions and Dumble tells him he'll answer all that he can. He won't lie, but he can't tell him some things. He's being his typical mysterious ass self. First thing he wants to know is why Voldy wanted to kill Harry. Voldy specifically said that, yeah, I was, I killed your dad. I had to do that. That was fun. Wanted to do that. I was, I think he says basically I wasn't going to kill your mother, but she was protecting you. So I had to. Yes. So, 
he says that does come back later. I'm glad you acknowledge right. That. So Harry's like, "Why did Voldy want to kill me?" And Dumble says he can't answer that right now, but that Harry will know someday. Right. Um. Quirrell got burned when he touched Harry. Dumbledore explains this because of his mother's love. And my question here, and maybe you can't say or you don't want to say whatever, but is that just a thing that happened or did she like specifically give her life by putting some like powerful magic protection on him? Because if it was just like, I mean, like would Ron also have burned Quirrell because his mother loves him? Um, I don't think I'd be overstepping because it because it is it is said. I just, maybe you just didn't like grab it. What like how uh, Quirrell was like Quirrell couldn't handle with Voldy inside of him. He couldn't handle something that pure and loving. Yeah, so it, it is specifically because Harry's mother died to protect him. To protect him. Okay. Yes, okay. that specifically. It's a very old ancient brand of magic Ooh, ancient brand um magic. it's uh My favorite brand. It's, it's one of the oldest i mean it, it, dumbledore talks a lot in this series and uh, this this won't this also too i think this is fair for you to know um he talks a lot in the series about how love is one of the oldest kinds of magic love is a true pure form of magic uh, not something that can be harnessed through a wand, but it, it is a form of magic. Okay. Um, and and uh, it, it has powers that not a lot of people are interested in, like uh, diving into and acknowledging, and and be, because people are more concerned about what can I do to be powerful, right? So like they they focus on what type of magic can be funneled through a wand. Sure. Um, and so it's it it, it leans into. Voldemort's really into his hubris uh just thinking he's all powerful and not wanting to consider aspects of magic that that are don't seem important enough to him uh so that is that is a brand of magic that he just did not account for uh and and, and acknowledge in that that she sacrificed herself for him uh and because Voldemort was inside Quirrell's body that level of evil uh, just couldn't come in contact with with something so pure. Gotcha. That's some man. That's some real anime ass shit. There. It's the power of friendship. The heart of the cards <laughs> protected him, dude. It really is. Um, I mean, like I know it's a joke, and I understand that I love this series because I read it right. as a kid. Um, but man, it is. It's dived into a lot in the rest of the books, and it it is. It's very intricate. I think it's really beautifully done. Um, but yes, yes, it is the power of love. The power of love, yes. <laughs> no, listen, hey, Huey Lewis in the news, they knew about the power of love. Uh, yeah. And also, like, listen, I know it's a, it's a funny anime trope, like the power of love or the power of friendship or what the fuck ever, but I mean, that's a common theme in a lot of things. I mean, like, fucking interstellar one of the greatest movies of all time they talk about how love you know is powerful and has meaning and can't be quantified and all this stuff so uh, i'm yes. just i'm just busting your balls but it Thanks. still is the heart of the cards. i'm into it harry was saved by the heart of the cards um <laughs> <laughs> so dumble did send harry his father's visibility cloak um 
Dumble tells him that Harry's dad and Snape did hate each other, but then Harry's what is Harry's dad name? I keep having to say Harry's dad. Have they said it? They've said it, right? Uh, James. James. Yeah. Okay. I need to. That's because it's way too much to type out Harry's dad. Um. So James saved Snape's life at some point, and that was like the unforgivable thing. Like Snape hates being in debt, basically to him. And Dumble thinks that Snape protecting Harry is like making up for that, making him even for James having saved his life. So I hope we get that story sometime down the line. I want to know how, what happened there, what happened there. Yeah. Um, so Dumble's about to leave and he sees like Harry's candy there and he talks about getting a vomit flavored bean and he's like, oh, I'll be safe with this one. It'll be toffee or something. And he gets earwax. Why does anyone buy these fucking beans? This does not make any <laughs> sense. It's like you have a, like, a high probability of apparently of eating something disgusting. No one in the real world would buy these fucking beans. God damn it. Bur- birdie bots? Is that what it is? Birdie bots every Ugh. flavored beans. Fuck yep. those goddamn beans. That's my Hey, hold on, but before you continue on, uh-huh. uh there was one last question and piece of exposition that kinda happened between Harry and Dumbledore. Oh, did I miss something? Uh yeah. It's I mean it's it's small okay. but um Harry asks, uh, how did I get the stone out of the mirror? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, basically, yeah. He he Dumbledore's all proud of himself here. He's like, "Oh, I'm right. so clever. I can't even help myself." <laughs> that's that that's what I wanted to comment yeah. on. Specifically that is that like one he Dumbledore is at the level of magic that he can invent things with magic. Like he he's like, "Hey, this hasn't been a thing, and I'm just going to like I'm going to make it happen. This is going to be my my style, my thing that I uh culminate, you know okay, what I mean?" Sure. Um which I think is awesome because Dumbledore, I mean, I'm a huge Dumbledore fan. Yeah, we know. Um, big Ron head, big Dumbledore head. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and also, I mean, it is it is just interesting. I mean, he he was like, again, he he does this. He's such a messenger in this entire series for uh, the things that are important on the inside. Sure. You know, uh, like love and desire and want and um, uh, th- things that are very character driven, right? Like who, who you are as a person uh, is like, to him. Again, I know I'm kind of repeating myself, but to him, it is a form of magic. And so that's why he incorporates a lot of that into the things that he invents and does because uh, this will happen uh, later right. as well. Uh, it's just it, it's just cool. He, yes, it's a joke because Dumbledore is the king of flex. Yeah, he's For he's sure. fucking flex master, dude. He's so good. <laughs> he's got a big old dick and he lets it show sometimes. So <laughs> it's my big dick and I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. No, uh, you're good. Uh, so Hermione says that it's terrible if Dumble meant for Harry to go after Voldy. And I have to agree, there's a lot riding on that shit to put him in that kind of danger. And I was going to save this for kind of my final thoughts, but I guess we can jump into this here. So, was that... 
I guess you could kind of explain away the whole McGonagall thing and the Dumbledore thing with his his ace in the hole was the mirror with like only someone who didn't wanted to get the stone but not use it could possibly get it and that was his like oh no one will get past that type of thing like Voldy will never get it in that instance but yes if Dumbledore did indeed see here's here's I guess where where I'm not sure what the plan was if Dumbledore has a plan um he's a man with the he's plan he's the man with the plan so did he leave on purpose for all this to happen so Harry would go after him it seems like a huge risk to take if that was the case of like cuz it they kind of talk about how Oh, I I got there in time to pull Quirrell off of you. You were doing okay. You were fucking him up pretty good, but he nearly killed you. So was it like, damn, dude, like, were you just giving a Harry a chance to do this and you almost let him die? If you had just been a little late, that could have gone real bad because Harry did have the stone and Voldy could have gotten it. It just seems like Dumbledore's taken a huge risk both possibly letting Voldy get the stone and come back and also killing Harry or he legitimately was fooled about having to go away from the school for the night and was just like, oh shit, I better get back. So I I, I know that this is, this may just be headcanon to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so th- I guess to answer your question is that the book's, don't explicitly answer that. Okay. Uh, so that that is kind of open to speculation. But my head canon is he Dumbledore is is just such an important wizard and figure that you've said that a few uh, times. <laughs> the the call to go over to the ministry, the call to go to really anywhere mm-hmm. of importance is is common. Sure. Um, I think that Dumbledore is and has been aware that hey hey things are conspi- conspiring. And you know, shit is going down. Right. Um, I I don't I personally don't believe that he let Harry go in like or, or that it was intentional. Okay. I I do think that that he did have some side or like some oversight, and he knew like, hey, the kids are are picking up on what's going on, and they're like getting involved. Sure. Let's see how this unfolds. But I don't think the intention ever was like. Hey, I I want Harry to go fight Voldemort right, right now. Okay, you know, because yeah, because I, I have this is a note in my final thoughts, but I guess since we're talking about it, we can jump in here. If Snape knew, or at the very least was very suspicious of Quirrell, which is why he kept like questioning him, and the kids kept seeing it, and that's they thought it was opposite. They thought it was Snape. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he tell Dumble? Or maybe he did, and that's how Dumble knew. But then if that was the case, why would he go to London at all? That seems real irresponsible. And I guess maybe you kind of explained it in that, you know, maybe right. he legit did get fooled momentarily and go to London. Um, I, I could be mistaken, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure people will correct us on whatever medium they want to correct <laughs> us on. Um, but I, if I remember correctly, Dumbledore wanted Snape to keep an eye on... Quirrell. Quirrell. I can't I can't remember how that gets revealed. I again I, I could also just yeah. be making that up. 
Um, but but he wanted. I specifically remember Quirrell saying something to the extent of like he kept an annoyingly close watch on me. Yeah, I think he does uh, after like a certain that. point. And I I, th- I do believe that Dumbledore was in the loop with that. Um, just Dumbledore's biggest, I mean, weakness is is trust. Is trusting people. Um, trusting it's, people it's his, too his, much. It's his strength. Say it again. Trusting people too much or not enough. No, trusting people. Well, it's interesting, I guess, because he hides a lot of details. He does trust two people. He finds the good in people. Okay. I guess that that's what okay. I should say. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I I think that it could just legitimately be his own, you know, his own uh, downfall or like you know his own weakness that that allowed him to leave the school and not put more pressure on Coral. Sure. You know. Okay. Well, so, and the other thing I, I was, I guess I don't know for sure is, did Snape just think Quirrell was trying to get the his hands on the Sorcerer's Stone for his own profit, or did he know about the Voldy angle, like that Voldy was living on Snape's head? Because if he knew that, I feel like that's way more serious, and it's like, oh, we can't just let this guy continue to teach at our school we need to handle this immediately. I I do not believe that that was known. Right. And that's um, what I would guess. Because, like I said, if if they knew that was a thing, it would be like, oh, that's something you kind of have to address right away and not yeah, just let play yeah. out. <laughs> no, nah, it's yeah. fine. We'll just let this play out. That seems like a Dumble thing, though. <laughs> ah, man, there's things I want to be able to say and talk uh, about. but uh, Let's just put it down to maybe I'll know someday. You will, yes. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Um, okay, so back to chapter 17 here. Uh, Ravenclaw steamrolled Gryffindor in Quidditch when Harry was out cold. I bet my boy Terry Boots killed it. My favorite Ravenclaw. <laughs> I don't know if he plays Quidditch, but Terry Boots. I don't think he does. Terry Boots is still the best name ever. Uh, that's my boy, Ravenclaw. Uh, Hagrid made Harry a photo album with pictures of his parents. What a good fucking dude. Hagrid is... Ugh. Solid. Yes, Hagrid's such a... He's like... Unlike Dumbledore, Hagrid is like so sorry and like penitent. Like, I could have got you killed. I let all this information slip. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Me. I'm a fucking moron. Oh, I could have been at or something but Fluffy. Uh, Hagrid's a solid guy. Not the brightest, but what a good fucking dude. That's a great gift. Um, yeah. So we get to the final banquet here. Deuce, Deus Ex Dumbledore gives just enough points to Gryffindor for them to vault from last to first. Uh, giving Neville any points is ridiculous. Giving that fucker <laughs> anything is ridiculous. Not dude. A- my my headcanon is is that uh, Dumbledore was involved in some type of like illegal underground like bet. On <laughs> yes, I like that. On who's gonna win the house? Ah, shit, I got money on them Gryffindors. I got thirty quid. Uh, not a great call by Dumble. Here's my here's my here's my big hot take from this. Uh, I'm going to armchair quarterback this book here. Uh, Gryffindor should not have won the House Cup the first year. Defeat is a powerful teacher. Defeat could have helped them learn and grow. But now there's nowhere to go but down, baby. Um, 
And also, I just think it's legitimate bad storytelling with, oh, here's a magical big dump of points here at the end to give you guys the win. Yay! I think it would have been way more interesting and compelling and not so, oh, here's a bunch of points if, no, they lost. Slytherin wins. And then you can have that be a big, a bigger deal in future years. Um, Now, if they lose, it's going forward. It's just like... Oh, we suck. We fucking won our first year. Didn't like. Um, it. I if if this was the only book that somebody read of the series, and they knew that like there's like basically if you stopped reading now, mm-hmm. then sure. But uh, I do have to say that like these fucking house points don't. No, like, they don't they mean don't, shit. They, they don't mean shit. They're like, whose line is it anyway points, if anyone's ever seen that show. They're just, Dumbledore's tossing them out like they're candy at a parade, man. Just like, yeah, I mean, they, but I guess, like, the the competition to win the House Cup, uh, yeah, it's just, it's out the window. It's It doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's good to hear, because the whole House <laughs> Cup thing just does not interest me. Like, they, they still all. talk about it in the sense of, like, hey, we want to win Quidditch matches uh-huh. because that contributes as well. Uh-huh. Uh, but other than that, no, it's it's it, quickly nobody be- gives a fuck. quickly becomes irrelevant. That's that's good to hear. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was like I said. I'm gonna I'm gonna armchair author this, and I'm like, Ugh, that seems like bad storytelling. What I believe is J.K. Rowling wrote this book, then realized, oh shit, like this shit is more. catching on. Yeah. I have to write a lot more. I would buy that. I don't fucking have time for this. I would buy that. I would buy that. This seems like more of a, oh, of course they win. It's a happy ending for the one book. And then she's right. like, oh, shit, I got to write a whole series. I, w- I would buy that. Yes. Um. So so everyone's going home. There is They make a big deal about this guard at the station making sure they only go through the wall at the platform in small groups so no one notices Someone would still fucking notice. This is ridiculous. How I know you're gonna because magic me, but they're walking through a goddamn wall. It don't matter if it's one person or sixty people. Someone would notice. It's magic. It's magic. It's magic. You know. Anyway, um, <laughs> the last thing basically in the book is Harry basically says he's going to. Fuck up Dudley with some magic over the summer because the Dudley because the Dursleys don't know that he's not allowed to use magic over you know out of school, and that's like yeah. the last line in the book is like I'm gonna have some fun with Dudley. This is evil motherfucker. I'm into it. I love it. Dude. Dudley's an asshole. It's pretty Fuck good. Him. It's pretty good. Okay, and that's that's the book. Um, that is the book. Some final thoughts here. I kind of already touched on it. Ending was a little meh. Um, just a big exposition dump at the end, which I, I'm, f- I'm more okay with that. I, I'm a good, I'm, a, I'm a fan of some good exposition, and this was mostly interesting stuff. But the house cup stuff, I, I talked about that. I won't go more into that. But um, the protection for the sorcerer's stone sucked ass. Um, like I said, if those two dopes plus Hermione could get through all that shit, I feel like literally anyone could. Terry Boots definitely could. Um, <laughs> fucking Terry, Bo- Terry Boots, the true villain of the of the, of the series. <laughs> He's like the the Darth Jar Jar. It's Terry Boots. Um, 
Okay, we talked about the Snape uh, being suspicious of Dumbledore. I won't do over that again. Uh, Hagrid, Hermione, Snape, and Terry Boots are the character highlights. Uh, I make a lot of notes about Terry Boots, probably too many. Uh, but yeah, def- Hagrid, great guy. Like I said, I love him. He's a very, he's an extremely well-meaning kind of fool sometimes. He, he does a lot of dumb stuff, but he always, he has a real good heart. Um, and I like him a lot. Um, Hermione's great. Lover. Um, and of course, Alan Rickman. I mean, Snape. I love him too. Um, final thought here. The, the A to B to C plot was average, maybe a little below at best, but I will say I will give props. Some of the world building was interesting. I really want to know more about those goddamn centaurs. Like that was that was yeah. my big takeaway was those centaurs, man. I got to know about more about them centaurs and what they're smoking. <laughs> they yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh they they you'll be happy to know that that they do make a return. Okay, good. So. Good. But uh, yeah, uh big good. big remaining questions that that I'm curious to find more out about uh like I said was like what exactly happened between Snape and Harry's dad? Um, what happened with Hagrid being expelled and like his wand and shit? Um, the centaurs Both I, I talked about. Solid things. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I, I'm real curious to know more about. Just Dumbledore in general, like all his mysterious shit, I guess. Um, why, you know why Voldemort wanted to kill Harry so bad. Um, I'd say those those are the big ones for for going forward. Um oh, it's gonna get good, Scott. I'm I'm very excited. You're you're um you're doing a pretty good job of like reading into the right things. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean you, we've talked about this. I mean you you read things very intentionally. Uh so I mean you're you're picking up the 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 groundwork, whether whether J.K. Rowling knew it was true groundwork at the time or not, right? Uh, you're picking it up, which is is going to make the rest of this um, reluctant journey of yours <laughs> uh, a little less reluctant. Oh hopefully, God. it's going to be so long. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, I'm sure there was stuff that maybe she had hopes for for plans for down the of course. line. Um, some stuff maybe she added along the way, I'm sure, but you know, yeah, there, you know, I like picking up on the subtler aspects of thing, like the fact that, you know, obviously Terry Boots is going to be the whole mastermind behind everything. <laughs> I got to stop talking about Terry Boots. <laughs> Dude, he's going to be the minister of magic at the, by the end of this it's fucking just show. such a good name. And I, I love the Ravenclaws anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that you tell me oh, you're getting into some real good stuff when I know for a fact we have talked about, you've told me, uh, book two is your least favorite book. So how can you say that? Book two is my least favorite book. Um, I I remember reading it as a kid. Well, actually, I remember my mom reading it to me when I was a kid. Uh, That's sweet. And just having a harder time being as interested in it. Really? Um, toward, like, towards the end of the series, especially, like, rereading them as an adult, the second book is a lot more significant than I ever gave it credit for. Okay. 
Um, so, it, like, it, it's a good piece to the puzzle. I don't think it's a great book by itself, though. Like, I, I don't think it's, like, a fantastic book. I think I'm more okay with that. I think some of the things that frustrated me, and obviously time will tell, and we'll see how I feel about it after I watch it, but some of the things that did frustrate me about this is that it at times did feel like it was trying to be a more self-contained story and not a part of a larger whole. Man, I I agree a hundred percent. Which which yeah, if if book two is is more, hey, not a lot happens here, but it it sets up a lot. I I think I I can very much be okay with that. Um, but because I'm into you know that kind of thing of of setup so, okay. and foreshadowing, and if it's you know world building, good world building, I'll always like that. Okay, so I guess what I, okay, um, you're gonna feel very similar about book two as you did about book one. Okay, all right. Uh, it, it, it is it is almost still like your typical hero journey mm-hmm. from beginning of the school year to the end of the school year, but once you get farther into the stories, you're going to realize, oh, like that was important. I didn't realize that was important. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like a setup book as you're reading it. It just feels like it's a, it's, its own thing that's happening. That, I think, is probably a better... Um, take on on the on the second all right fair enough well i guess we will find out we will see um we will next time next time on dragon ball z no uh we will (laughs) reconvene on the next episode of the harry potter version of this uh podcast i have yet to figure out how exactly i'm gonna split this next book up into episode wise so i i can't for sure tell you what chapters we will be going over next time but it will be some chunk of chapters. I can promise you that. And we will be going over chapters. Yes, chapters will be discussed. Believe it or not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks guys for listening. If you haven't yet checked it out, uh, go listen to our other track, our other journey, where Zach is exploring One Piece, the the wonderful world of One Piece. And uh, yikes! Just uh, we're having a real good time discussing those. We're getting into some some real good shit uh, over there. So. Go listen to that if you have interest in, any interest in One Piece or if you just want to hear uh, us two idiots laugh about a bunch of dumb stuff and have a good time. Zach, any final thoughts here? Uh, nah, man. Just, uh, I get to be the knight. I'm going to sacrifice myself because I'm a fucking idiot badass. Okay, Ron. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.